Bridge Church family. So glad that you're joining us this morning. We're once again in my living room and so excited that we're going to worship with you. I've got Isaac and A.B. and Sam and it's going to be a great morning. Um, but we miss you. So I hope that you're joining us today. <laughs> Let's sing some worship together. All right.
that you are our defense, that you are our refuge, that you are a strong tower that we can run to and hide in. God, I thank you that you have shown yourself faithful. You have shown yourself true. And Lord, we keep our eyes fixed on you. Lord, I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I pray that your presence would be with us today, that we would be able to sense you and know you in a deeper way today. We love you and we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Well, friends, normally this is when we would take our connect time. So why don't you pause the video, go grab a coffee and come back and we will enjoy um, a word from the Lord from Pastor Doug. Thanks. Good morning, Easter's Church. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I hope that you are doing really well. I know there's a lot going on around us still, but um, I believe that God's continuing to show up in powerful ways, and I hope that you're experiencing that in your life. Today, uh, I want us to jump back into our series on Upside Down Kingdom. And uh, before we do that, <clears throat> I want to just continue to challenge you with the Daily 20. Uh, there's been no other time in our lives where our connection to God and hearing His voice and just that communion and connection with Him has been any more important than in these days. Uh, it's it's in the in that daily twenty uh, in this last week where God has really just been uh, doing some really amazing things in my life, speaking to my heart, just challenging me with His Word. And um, if you're not familiar with the daily twenty, uh, we're just encouraging you to spend. 20 minutes each day, just tuning your heart to the Lord. Uh, spend five uh, minutes just in worship. Turn some worship music on, or or maybe uh, you worship in a different way. Maybe it's just getting outside and enjoying the sunshine or whatever it might be, but spend five minutes worshiping, and then spend five minutes just reading God's Word. I would encourage you to consider reading some of the Psalms, some of the Proverbs uh, during these challenging days. Uh, I know that God's Word will inspire and encourage you and speak to you right where you're at. And then thirdly, uh, spend some time just praying, just bringing your requests before God. His word encourages us to do that, uh, that in all things in prayer and petition to present our requests to him. Uh, and then finally, I want to encourage you to listen. Don't just bring the list of prayers, but then take time to just open your heart and open your ears and listen for the voice of God. I believe that he is speaking. He does speak. He will speak to you. 
And uh, so take some time to listen. This is not part of the Daily 20, but I would also encourage you to add some time on there uh, to do some journaling. Uh, these are, as we've already said many times, difficult days, difficult times, challenges all around us. But I believe that it's in the midst of those challenges that God shines bright, that he shows up and does amazing things. And so as, you're, as you have maybe a little extra time, uh, I would encourage you, grab a notebook or a journal and write some things down. Write down what God's speaking to you, what he's stirring in your heart. And I believe that on the other side of this uh, epidemic, that we're going to look back and we're going to see the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Amen. Well, uh, as I mentioned during this last week, during my daily 20, um, just really leaning into God and listening for his voice, spending time in worship. Uh, there was a song that came on that just really touched my heart. Um, it's, a, it's a fairly new song. Some of you may be familiar with it. Uh, some of you may not be, but uh, the, the title of the song is Raise a Hallelujah. Uh, the song is written and, and performed by Jonathan Hessler. Jonathan, uh, in the original recording of this song, uh, he begins to share the origin of the song, where it came from. And he was sharing that uh, there was a family in their church uh, who had a, a young boy who was very, very sick, was um, taken into the ICU and was fighting for his life. And it was late in the night where Jonathan, the, the writer of this song, he got a text message from the father of this little boy. And the message said, please pray. We don't know if he's going to make it through the night. And uh, Jonathan begins to describe how uh, this giant of unbelief was standing before him and he was losing hope. He, he was beginning to doubt that God could do anything. He, he, he was thinking that this little boy was going to lose his life even after all of this time praying and believing God for healing in his body. And he said it was in the midst of that giant of unbelief that was staring him in the face that this song began to just rise from his spirit. And the title again, Raise a Hallelujah. And he begins to sing this song and it was just so powerful. I want to read a few of the lyrics for you this morning. It says, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. In his case, it was in uh, the face of this giant of unbelief in his life. And I want to just ask you, what, what giant might be standing before you? Is it unbelief? Is it fear or anxiety? Uh, what, what is the giant that stands before you? And I want to encourage you, as the song does, to raise a hallelujah in the presence of your enemies. It goes on, it says, I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. I'm going to uh, sing louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. You know, these are powerful, powerful words. And I, I want us to look at the word hallelujah for a moment before we jump into the text and the message this morning. Um, the word hallelujah, as I was studying and doing some research, it really just means to bring praise to God. Uh, but there was one, uh, one dictionary, one Bible dictionary that, that really jumped out to me. And, and the definition was this, an exclamatory expression of praise. Exclamatory, exclamation mark. It's, exclamation mark. it's almost like a, a shout or there's some exuberance that comes. Uh, it's with passion. So this exclamatory expression of praise or adoration for God. It's really boasting on God, who he is, what he's done, and who we believe him to be. And, and I want to just encourage us to lean into that, to begin to raise a hallelujah 
even when there's chaos or confusion or doubt or anxiety around us, that we can praise and that our praise is powerful. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about another kingdom, upside down kingdom principle, and it's the principle of the power of praise. Praise, our praise, our adoration, our uh, just giving honor to God is powerful in our lives. In fact, it's a, it's a resource or a tool for us. We've been talking about other resources that God has given us. We know that God's word is powerful. It shapes us. It, it gives us direction for life. Uh, we've also been talking about the, the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit brings guidance. The Holy Spirit brings comfort and peace. And so these resources are made available to us to, to navigate life, to navigate the way we do life in this upside down kingdom. Well, today we're introducing a new tool, a new resource, and it is praise and the power of praise. Uh, you know, it's in the midst of that song that Jonathan is, is singing uh, in the original recording, and he, he just kind of pauses while the music continues, and he challenges, he exhorts those who are listening, those who are present. He says um, that, he, he, he exhorts them, just begin to raise your own hallelujah. I can't do it for you. There is a song that is written on your heart that only you can sing. And when you sing, enemies flee. When you sing, prison walls come falling down. I'm going to talk about that, emphasize that one in just a moment. He goes on, he says, when you sing, heaven invades the earth. So just begin to lift a hallelujah. You know, this power of praise is, is really amazing, and we need to understand, we need to recognize uh, this resource, this tool, and the power of it. You know, um, the better we utilize these resources that God has given us, the more effective uh, the kingdom becomes in our lives. This upside-down kingdom invades our lives. God invades our lives and brings hope in the midst of hopelessness. He brings peace where there is no peace. And we've got to, we as a church, as individuals, we've got to begin to utilize these resources to live out our lives the way God wants us to live them. You know, uh, there's that I, I referenced that that line in the song, not even in the song, really in his exhortation, in Jonathan's exhortation to those who are listening to the song, that when you sing prison walls come falling down. You know, there's a passage in Scripture in Acts chapter 16 that I want to reference. Many of you will be familiar with it. It's the one where Paul and Silas are in prison. And leading up to their imprisonment, we, we read in Acts chapter 16 that there's this young girl who is a slave and actually is, uh, she's possessed by a, a demon that gives her the ability to predict the future of, of the people in her community. And her owner is actually making money off of this ability. Well, she begins to follow Paul and Silas around as they're ministering, and she's making this declaration that these men have come to show you the way, to tell you the truth. And although she's declaring something that is positive and good, at some point, Paul becomes annoyed with her. And so he turns and he addresses her and he casts this demon out of her. And uh, of course, the owner is not real happy about that because now his source of income is no longer available to him. And so he, he raises a crowd around him and he comes after Paul and Silas and he begins to accuse them falsely of doing something, uh, of course, that they haven't done. And that's where we pick up the story in verse 22. I want to read to you from Acts chapter 16. It says, the crowd rose up together against them, that's against Paul and Silas, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off of them and, uh, and proceeded 
to beat them with rods. How many of you know that's not a good day when you've been falsely accused, stripped down, and now are being beaten with rods? It goes on and it says that when they had struck them with many blows, they commanded uh, that they be thrown into the inner prison, into into prison. The commanding uh, jailer was to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So now they've, they've been stripped, beaten, thrown into prison. They are falsely accused. But about midnight, Paul and Silas, what are they doing? They are praying and singing hymns of praise to God. I love that. The prisoners around them were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer uh, awoke and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that all of the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, don't harm yourself. We're all still here. Uh, and he called for the lights, he rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. After he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Sorry, lost my, lost my place here. You and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. And he took them that very hour of the night and he washed their wounds and immediately he was baptized and he and all of his household. And he brought them to his house. He set food before them and rejoiced greatly. I want you to hear that. He and his household, they rejoiced greatly uh, because they had believed in God with, with his whole household. He's rejoicing greatly. There's a few things that I want to just emphasize, some things that I believe that where we see the power of praise in our lives coming from these passages that we just read in Acts chapter 16. The first one is that praise has the power to change our circumstances, to change our mindset. Prayer, uh, excuse me, praise and prayer. Prayer and praise were coupled together in that, in that prison that night. But praise has the power to change things. It gives us strength when we are weak. It changes our perspective. It changes our attitude. It changes our focus and even has the potential to set us free. Now, I don't know uh, that you're going to find yourself shackled and in a physical place of bondage, but I, I believe that we can see here that that as just as Paul and Silas were freed that night, as they came in prayer and praise to God, God can set us free in our time, in our day, in our challenges, in our circumstances. And I believe that some of you are bound by some things in your life. It may, may not be a physical shackle, but maybe, maybe you are finding yourself bound by fear, by anxiety, by doubt, by unbelief. I believe that as we turn our minds and our attention off of the circumstances and onto God, and we begin to praise God for who He is, that we can be set free, that our minds can be set free, and that our perspective can be changed. How many of you need a little bit of that today? Maybe you began to feel that and sense that as we were worshiping together this morning. If not, I want to continue to encourage you to press into that place of praise and bringing your adoration to God, acknowledging who He is and what He has done for you. 
you know, where, where would you have been? I know that if I had been with Paul and Silas, if I had been falsely accused, stripped, beaten, thrown into prison, my mind probably would not have been in a good place. I, I certainly don't know that I would have been the first one to begin to sing hymns of praise to God in that prison cell that night. I probably would have been angry. I probably would have felt like, you know, I had been wronged. Of course, uh, you know, the false accusations against me. We find out later in scripture that, uh, that the jailer and the, the magistrates, they find out that Paul and Silas are Roman citizens and they start to freak out. They're like, oh, wow, we've done something wrong. And they want to just quiet them and, and dismiss them. But, uh, you know, maybe there would have been some fear in my heart and in my mind, but Uh, You know, I just think there's something powerful about recognizing what Paul and Silas did and that we can begin to do that in our circumstances, in our fear, in our anxiety, in our anger, even in our, uh, you know, maybe feeling like we want to get vengeance on someone or something because of uh, being wronged or whatever the circumstances, this praise that we're talking about has the power to set us free and change our perspective, our attitudes and everything that's going on. In our lives, it moves us beyond the natural into the supernatural. We take our eyes off of the physical and the natural, and we move them to God. and And it, what it does is it it brings us past this worldly mindset, and it brings us to this upside down kingdom mindset that will set us free from the bondage that we face in this natural world. You know, their their praise that night unleashed the power of God in their circumstances. And I want to encourage you to begin to praise God and watch how it will unleash the power of God in your circumstances. It broke the chains, it blew open the doors, and God can do the same thing in your life today. Just turn your praise to Him. Amen. Secondly, praise has the power to influence those around us. In verse 26, it says that all of the doors were open, not just Paul and Silas's door, but all of the doors were open and everyone cha- everyone's chains were unfastened. You know, the people around us, they may not come to faith in Christ because of our praise, but how many of you know that those prisoners in those cells that night will never forget that experience? The rest of their lives, they remembered the power of God that came and invaded that place, invaded that space, and they were a part of listening and observing what ushered that in. And it was the prayer and the praise of Paul and Silas. Our praise... Our prayers have the power to influence the people around us. We've got to believe that. We've got to begin to engage that and watch how God, through our praise, will influence the people around us. Then beyond that, the third point that I want to just bring up this morning is not just to influence uh, as as it had influence on the other prisoners, but let's talk about the jailer. Our praise has the power to turn the per- the one who persecutes into the one who praises. Let- let's look at it. This jailer, he's he's in a panic. He's going to take his life because he's been instructed to to guard these prisoners and and to to have extra measures of guarding uh, against them. So he puts them on the inner part of the of the cell. He shackles them. And when he finds that they're all missing, that the doors are open, he calls for the lights after they told him, don't kill yourself, we're all still here. He calls for the lights, he falls on his feet, trembling before them, and he asks the question, what must I do to be saved? That is powerful. Why? Because of the power of prayer and praise in the lives of Paul and Silas. In verse 34, it says that he brought them to his house He set food before them. And what did he do? He rejoiced greatly, having believed in God, he and his whole household. And so what we see is that 
that not only was there an influence in his life, but there was a change that was brought to his life because of the power of praise that he saw and the results of that power that came into that jail, jail cell that night. He gave his life to Jesus. He and his whole household, they, they come to faith in Christ, they're baptized, and they begin to rejoice. They begin to be the ones who are lifting a praise to the heavens and to God. You know, I want us to notice that these kingdom principles that we've been talking about, every one of these kingdom principles, it leads us to the greater kingdom purpose. These principles are great for us, great for our lives, but beyond that, they lead us to engage the mission of God for others. What, what happens in this situation is this praise leads Paul and Silas to engage in the mission of God, to bringing the hope to this jailer and his family. Every one of these kingdom principles, while they're beneficial to us, they also lead us to recognize that God has a plan beyond just blessing us. We are blessed to be a blessing. And that's what we see in this story. And I, I want to bring a challenge, a strong challenge and an encouragement to you as we conclude this morning. I want to challenge you to use praise to change your perspective this week. How, how can your perspective change? I, I know we get wrapped up in the news and the media and oftentimes that, that's a, there's a lot of negative. It's filled with a lot of negatives and, and it, it actually raises our anxiety. It causes us to be uh, grasped or, or stricken by fear. And I believe that as we begin to praise that our perspective will change, that we will begin to see the goodness and the faithfulness of God and that that will change our perspective. I want, I want to encourage you again, use praise to change your perspective this week. Use praise to, to influence those around you. As we praise, while there is hopelessness and fear and anxiety in the lives around us, as we praise, people will go, whoa, where is that coming from? How do you have the, the ability to, to just be grateful and thankful and to praise God in the midst of these circumstances? It will influence the lives of the people around us. And then I want to challenge you thirdly to allow God to use your praise to lead others to come to know him and his kingdom purpose for their lives. I believe with all my heart that as we praise, God changes us God changes our circumstances, He changes our perspective, and He changes and influences the lives of the people around us. Listen, I know that we're struggling with doubt, but can we raise a hallelujah? Can we raise a hallelujah that's louder than our doubt, louder than our unbelief? Can we be just can we just resolve to to raise a hallelujah in the middle of the storm? Just like that song sings as those lyrics uh, tell us and encourage and exhort us. Can we just begin to raise a hallelujah to God and believe him for the results? Believe him that he's not caught off guard by all this, but that he's still on the throne. He still has a good plan for our lives and he will never leave us or forsake us. He's right here with us in the midst of our storm. Let's get our eyes off of the circumstances and put our eyes on the God who can carry us through the circumstances. Amen. Would you pray with me this morning? God, we thank you that although the world is in turmoil and chaos all around us, 
and our hearts are filled with anxieties and fears and all kinds of emotions and our even our beyond our emotion many of us our circumstances are being affected many of us are are being encouraged to work from home or we're we're being encouraged to avoid these gatherings like like we as a church have, have been encouraged and God it's changing our lives it's it's touching our lives and God, that can be unsettling. I know for me it's unsettling. I, I miss my community. I miss my church family. But God, at, in the middle of all of this chaos and turmoil, I, I don't fix my eyes on the challenges or the problems, but I fix my eyes on you. And I pray that you'd help us to do that, to get our eyes off the challenge, off the circumstance, and to put them where they belong as people of this upside down kingdom, that we would fix our eyes on the king of our kingdom. And God, I pray that our hearts would begin to just praise you and worship you and glorify and honor you. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who still rules and reigns over our lives and over this world. I pray, God, that we would begin to raise a hallelujah, that we would begin to pray and praise the King of the universe, the one who sets everything in motion. And I pray, God, that as we do that, that our perspectives would change. I pray that that our lives would influence the people around us. And God, that we would begin to see you intervene in ways that we maybe even never even uh, imagined. God, your word tells us that you can do more than we would ever ask or imagine. And so God, would you begin to do that in our lives, through our lives, in our community, in our city and nation? God, we believe you. God, not by based on our circumstances or what we see, but God, we praise you and raise a hallelujah in spite of everything that's going on around us. God, would you fill us with hope, fill us with joy, fill us with peace so that the world around us could see Jesus in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, we love you so much. Uh, We miss you greatly. Uh, I can't believe it's been several weeks since we've seen most of you. Uh, But we, we, uh, our hearts are with you. We are praying for you. We know that God is is still on the throne and has a good plan. I want to just challenge you in closing this morning with a few things. If you're not already aware, uh, Tasha and our our children's ministry team, they're continuing to work uh, to provide some resources for you families, especially you parents who are helping to, to navigate this situation, helping your kids to navigate this situation. Most of them now out of school and wondering what's going on around them. And uh, so there's some great resources that are going to be available to you online. There's a new Facebook page that Tasha has created and uh, it's Eastridge Church Addis Kids. So if you want to go and look that up, I know that even today there's a special uh, program with our curriculum already on there, a video that your kids can watch and and engage with. And so um, take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, Secondly, on all of our social media platforms uh, throughout the week, we're giving just encouraging devotionals some of the people from our church family. We've asked them to engage with that. And so we hope to continue to just bring an encouraging word to focus on the scripture and uh, and just to, to inspire you with what God is doing uh, in the hearts and minds of, of your church family. So look at, look at those and follow us on those social media platforms. Hopefully that will be an encouragement to you. Listen, if there's a prayer need, you know uh, there's a link that's made, been made available to you through email. Uh, you can send your prayer request to us and we will continue to uh, lift you up and to link our faith with you in prayer. God bless you. We love you. We believe in you. Have a great week.
Shout